whiskey, gin, and brandy. With a glass, I'm pretty handy. So join me for a drink, boys. Welcome to the Barfly Podcast Season 5. My name is Jeff Burkhardt, Barfly columnist for the Bay Area News Group and author of the books 20 Years Behind Bars, The Spirit of the Adventures of a Real Bartender, and its sequel, Pearl Denied. My co-host and barback is Kevin Block, editor of The Grin Dish. Sit back and relax as we attempt to pull back the curtain on the hospitality industry. And feel free to pour yourself a beverage. I know Kevin and I will. We're here today with Colleen Bidwell, the assistant lifestyles editor, calendar editor, and the reporter at the Marin IJ. She covers a lot of lifestyle events for the paper, and indirectly, she's my boss. So without further ado, let's please welcome Colleen Bidwell. Thank you so much, you two. Uh, this is my first podcast, and it feels appropriate to do it with people whose work I follow, and obviously working with you, Jeff. So thank you so much, you guys. The pandemic obviously impacted everything. First, to speak from my personal experience, where uh, right now at my restaurant job, we are busier than ever. It's unbelievably off the hook. I've spoken to a couple of people. I talked to Michael Mendel down at Poggio in Sausalito. He's echoed that same sentiment. I would imagine that we've gone from zero to 120 especially in regards to booking events. And since that's one of your primary focuses at the IJ, I was wondering if you feel the same way. Definitely. God, it was so weird to go into the pandemic. And I remember I kept doing events and every so often people would be emailing, oh, this is now canceled. This is now postponed. I kept looking around being like, Am I going to have a job? What does the future <laughs> kind of look for? There's no events for me to be covering. There's nothing happening. And it was really interesting how we had to pivot and kind of talk to these cultural people and art individuals about how they were handling the pandemic and even talking about, like, I wrote a story about, like, what board games people should play in the pandemic and talk to people in the area about that. Now, I'm busier than ever. Now, now it's like the intricacy of trying to find a way to put as many events as I can in the paper and highlight as much as I can. But it's a very hard balancing act because right now, especially in the summer, there's more than enough interesting things happening in our county. I'm right there with you, Colleen. Like I'm kind of blown away by the explosion of events. Like there's like almost too many events going on in Marin, which is great. I'm glad that people want to go out, wine, dine, have a good time. But man, there's a lot to cover. And I mean, Marin's only so big. So (laughs) I know you think there wouldn't be a lot after a while, but somehow it still keeps coming. And I'm curious from an outside perspective, how do you call your events? How do you actually, I mean, with so much information, how do you decide what goes in the paper, what doesn't go in the paper? The balancing act of trying to highlight things that people know, the fairs and the festivals and the certain big ticket items that people know about. But For me, I always try to look for events that people may not know about, that people may not know that are very interesting. And sometimes they're quirky and fun, but I'm always trying to add in some things that people may not hear about unless maybe they picked up the paper. Give us an example. Things like a beard and mustache competition that happened in Mill Valley. Oh, was that at the 2 a.m. club? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or even like there was a dog and cat film festival where you could bring your dog and cat and come watch the movie. And there's some great photos of dogs sitting in people's laps watching these movies. So things that people may not know about that are happening in our county while also trying to highlight some of these big ticket items that people kind of know about. 
what won't you cover? As a kind of an events calendar, you toe that line between giving things, you know, publicity, but I'm not here to be your PR person. So if there's like ribbon cuttings, like people love or like, there's gonna be this great ribbon cutting, come take pictures and come cover. It's like, no, no one cares. And they care, but no one cares. Ribbon cuttings just purely saying a business is open. Unfortunately, I can't cover all the workshops that I can. I try to include some in a talk calendar we have, but a lot of workshops I can't list. It's having to tell people that, unfortunately, what they think is interesting always isn't the most interesting (laughs) for the paper. I'm sure they take that very well. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. How could they not? (laughs) You don't oversee uh, letters to the editor, so that's probably a plus. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Yes. Thankfully, not my corner. To that point, I mean, like, obviously, the media PR landscape has evolved over the past few years. It evolves every every single day. But how are you gleaning your information now? Like, are, are you getting press releases still? Are you getting your info from random emails from business owners or promoters? Or do you find stuff via like Twitter or Instagram? It's all the above. So people are still sending me press releases, emails. And so I grew up here in Marin and went away for college and came back. Part of that has been a real asset to me because people are sending me tips all the time or I'm bumping into people and they're saying, oh, hey, I heard about this interesting person doing this. Or people email me and go, I coached your brother in Little League and here I have a story. So sometimes it's kind of like the secret sauce of just being so ingrained in this community. But I'm on social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Nextdoor. I mean, I'm kind of notorious for people being like, how did you find me? Like, you know, (laughs) I found a way in some little corner of the internet. What are your thoughts, by the way, on Nextdoor? Well, I try not to spend too much time there unless I'm looking for story ideas. (laughs) I kind of have a couple keywords, you know, if I'm looking for like art or music or dance. Maybe I'll do like a a once over on kind of like the top things I'm seeing. But with some of the other stuff, I try not to stay there too long. (laughs) Kind of like the comment section, like uh, on the IJ website, for instance, at the end of every story, there's comments. And boy, you can really get stuck in the mud sometimes with that. It's difficult to engage sometimes because some people really, I mean, it can get kind of mean. You know, we're all in the public eye and we have to to manage that ability because you don't want to just ax off people's comments, but you also don't want to spend your entire day arguing about minutiae either. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like, as you know, you the longer you go, the kind of the thicker skin you get. There's a difference between getting feedback from people and having you know, constructive criticism and people that just want to vent or complain. And a lot of times they don't realize that there is a human behind the name that, you know, I am a person. Now I've been at the paper for almost seven years. So I've definitely grown thick skin (laughs) about how to handle it. And now I just kind of welcome the construction criticism and I kind of ignore the rest of it. If I had an event and I'm Joe Blow out on the street, right? And I don't know what, what I'm doing, but how would I actually submit that to you and what would I do to get your interest pointed out like ribbon cuttings and I'm sure like a promotion of the local uh, garbage company is not really newsworthy information on the general level. But what if I had some event that I want to promote it? What's the best way to reach you? Sending an email to my calendar email. And the good thing is I kind of am sometimes like the middle woman in that 
maybe someone is doing like a garbage event or something. And I know that maybe that's better for news. So I'm good at like curating for other people. But for me, it's a Marin event giving me the interesting part of it. Because sometimes the fact that someone's opening a business isn't the most interesting thing. It's maybe the person's journey. Maybe it's a former career. Maybe it's why they've pivoted to this or why they're doing this certain event. Or is there an interesting person that has interesting backstory with the event. When people can kind of give me a little something extra about what's interesting beyond maybe the actual event itself, that can help it because I can shape it in a more interesting way for people who are curious. It's a human element. Exactly. I like to view myself as much of a journalist as a storyteller. It's all about telling stories. And sometimes people like a couple of my colleagues will tease me that I, I find the quirky people. But to me, those are the most interesting. I mean, I remember a coworker once emailed me about a person who dresses up like Indiana Jones and he goes down in San Selmo and he waters uh, flower baskets as Indiana Jones. And I think he sent it to me being like, is this too weird? I'm like, no, this is great. I have to talk to this person, you know, or there was like 13 year old toothless rescue dog that was at like a dentist practice. So for people who were nervous, they would have the little dog, the toothless dog, which is very ironic, sit on the laps of people. Those are the kind of stories or those are the kind of events that capture me. The little interesting people, the quirks, the people you might not know about and having a little fun with your writing as well. It's supposed to be fun. I mean, not everything. Certainly uh, in the news, you can find your all the doom and gloom you want, right? All you have to do is turn on any uh, cable news network. That's not really what the IJ does. The IJ, their hard news department, of course, covers the hard news, but lifestyles is exactly what it is. It's about lifestyles and and lifestyles involve people and people do fun and entertaining things and you want to err on the side of the good stuff, I would imagine. Sometimes I'm covering topics with some of these articles about like things with illness or grief or loss and I've touched upon these. But to me, to be able to kind of showcase what makes that person unique and be able to kind of memorialize in an article or in a calendar listing This person's life to me is such an honor in such a unique way, especially being a community newspaper that makes us different than other newspapers. I think that's very cool too, because obviously, and this is going to be a horrible analogy, but bear with me. It's like the the hard news stuff. All right, you get to, you have to eat your vegetables before you can get to the dessert. And I always find that the lifestyle section is, oh, all right, well, this is a more positive thing. And like, I'm looking forward to this. Here's what's going on around town, or here's a person I didn't know about. So I think there's huge value to that, especially during the pandemic, where, as Jeff said, there was a lot of doom and gloom and a lot of things to be pessimistic about, but find something that cheers you up in the lifestyle section. And it felt the same way for me, too, because here I am working through a pandemic and everything's shifting and everything's changing. And a lot of doom and gloom around me too. And for me to be able to talk to someone who's training their puppy to hunt truffles in the pandemic. I mean, to me, that hour conversation or whatever it is, is a little escape for me as well. Able to kind of escape from that and have a little positivity in my life as well. And people forget about that. Uh, One of the great things about journalism is the ability to meet people that you normally wouldn't come into contact with and then ask them whatever you want. And that's such a unique, wonderful experience. And certainly in your writing, you capture the actual joy of doing that. 
Hard news is kind of a different thing. That whole inverted pyramid and all that kind of thing lends itself differently. But the idea of telling a story where you're actually enthusiastic about what your experience is, is, is wonderful. And I think, I think you do a fantastic job of doing that, actually. Not actually, really. Just <laughs> plain really. <laughs> Please don't edit me, Colin. <laughs> So Colleen, I I didn't know that you were a Marin native, but as a Marin native, when it comes to restaurants, entertainment, what do you think Marin is missing or in need of? There's so many staples in the area that to me are so like reminiscent of my childhood. Like there's Chinese restaurants and Mexican restaurants and other places I've been going since I I was a baby. They're still around. I feel like there is this missing of fast, casual eateries that you can get a, a meal for a bargain. More often than not, there are the fine dining establishments or places where you can get a good meal, but for a higher price point. So I'd love to find a way to have kind of maybe the deals come back or for some restaurants, I know it's hard and inflation in this climate to kind of be like a fast place that's a gathering spot that's cheaper, that can be affordable to most people in the county. There's a lot of those headline grab, I mean, you know, big names or, or uh, places with a lot of money behind them, obviously, some sometimes take up all the oxygen in the room. But I, I like the idea of stressing these, these timeless classics that have been there forever, that are reasonable, that aren't your, I mean, they might not be your your typical white tablecloth type restaurant, but but they're welcoming and they've been around forever. And sometimes they get overlooked, certainly in, in other publications. And I think the IJ does a, a pretty good job of reinforcing the local community. So important because I have, you know, so many memories like tied to these places. And I think that's, we've all known this about eateries. We have these such visceral memories. And to me, it's so important, especially since uh, my mom passed away a couple of years ago. And there's so many restaurants that are so part of like our family history that we go and we're like, oh, we're ordering the low scramble, you know, at Comforts because that's what she ordered, you mm-hmm. know, or we're going to like Perry's or Buckeye or any of these other places that have become part of our history. So there's also kind of that sentimentality to me with restaurants that you're right, I think should be featured because for a lot of people, there is that kind of sentimentality that comes with restaurants. Dining nostalgia. I like it. A hundred percent. Anything else in terms of, uh, aside from restaurants, I mean, the one thing I've noticed is that the bar scene, and obviously we're in the suburbs, we're not in San Francisco, so it's a different beast, but have like California Gold, which is trying to, you know, do some inventive cocktails and things like that. Do you ever see Marin embracing more of a cocktail scene? I would like it to. I don't think it is. I think right now we're very much a beer garden place, which is great. I think right now Marin is known more for its different pubs and, you know, San Rafael and even like, you know, Junction and Tam Valley. I'd love to see that kind of pivot and change. But right now, I think that's very much kind of the focus. Beer gardens are more family friendly too. So that's it's not like just the adults going to have like a martini somewhere like at the junction or some of those places you can bring either your, your kids or your dogs and listen to some music and have some beer and food. It's Marin County. <laughs> and I think, you know, that fast casual thing is is kind of re- more, maybe fast casual is not the but casual, just plain casual where you can just go have a good meal without spending That's a steep hurdle for a lot of people in this economic environment. And that's kind of like the feedback I've been feeling from people when they reach out to me or kind of like in the community that they're looking for places like that. And there are them, but it'd be great to see that. And 
to me, I'm a big proponent of like food trucks. There's certain like food trucks I've done where they've actually been like beverage trucks. There's a couple areas that have food trucks in Marin, but I actually would love to see it become almost like what Portland, Oregon does, where they kind of have these permanent little food pods. It's like you can get a good meal and they're more affordable end and you can kind of sit outside on a picnic table and hang out and relax with people. I'd love to see Marin maybe find that kind of opportunity. That would be very cool. Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> You'll find me there. I'll go and I'm buying. So let's do it. You see these these high ticket item things get all the publicity because they're high ticket items and they have these enormous marketing budgets. And and that can be a problem to the, the little guy who's been working, slaving away down the street for 35 years. Plenty of great little places that have been around for a long time that haven't haven't really made the headlines in a long time just because they're, they're steady and true as opposed to bright and shiny and new. Because unfortunately, that's how kind of society operates and sometimes how the news industry operates. We have to kind of shine the light on what's new. But that's why I know we try to focus as much as we can on some of these kind of older institutions, because it's always nice to go for the shiny new thing. But it's kind of the institutions that, you know, have become the backbone of our community. The more that we understand that, the better. So don't worry about tomorrow. Take it for today. Please join us next time. We welcome Tiburon resident Benson Wang, one of the co-founders of the Palm House Hospitality Group, which represents the Flamingo, Laserway, Vintage Space, Audio, Bergerac, the Dorian, and Palm House. My name is Jeff Burkhart. Thanks for listening. Thank you.